Hello, everybody, and welcome to That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. I'm Bill, and joining me for a few minutes anyway is Fro. How you doing, Fro? We are not... I've done three shows in a row talking about the man. We are not doing any more. I, can I just say... Uh, I, I will say two things about it. Uh, you don't have to talk about it, but Thank you haven't you. talked to me about it. So, um, yeah, no, uh, he was backstage at, at Raw, got kicked out. That was fun by uh, Vince. That is the rumors, at least. Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, uh, Triple H had said to him, uh, I, I think it's okay that you're here, but it depends on the big man, and the big man being. Uh, Mr. McMahon. Um, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. I, 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 I laughed a little. But yeah, he was there to see people. I, I, as I understand it, it was a kind of a spare of the moment thing. It wasn't something that was planned. He was actually invited by some people that was uh, going to wrestle that day. Mm -hmm. What is he doing here? Get him out! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, also, uh, two cents about Vince. Um, yeah, I have heard a lot about um, him being more involved with the creative lately. Uh, according to sources, I think uh, I am very bad at, at remembering things I don't have in front of me. Uh, but maybe it was Wrestle Talk? I don't remember. Uh, but uh, it was uh, one of the wrestling channels I, I, I was watching. Uh, they were uh, doing, they were doing uh, rewrites at Monday on Vince. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is true. So, I, I feel, I feel two ways about it. I feel like it's kind of like strange to 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 talk about because it's kind of like it's so it's so blatant but also so hidden and, mm -hmm. uh, 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 um, at both. So I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what they are doing with the second show in AEW. Uh, I am excited for the future for wrestling. I'm I am was excited for a whole year almost uh, for WWE. I will say that excitement uh, went very much down yesterday as well. Uh, right. Because they, they are moving uh, Roman Reigns and... Uh, and um, well, I mean, gosh, it was the draft. Cody Rhodes from each other. Yeah. Uh, and them being very like this is a brand split it just feels like something is fucking going on and it's like it's it feels like nobody really knows what's going on mm -hmm. line storyline yeah uh, them like splitting them through through between uh, Friday Night Smackdown and Raw as well. I, I don't like that idea. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I am very negative to 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 WWE right now. I, I feel that it's kind of like... I, I feel what needs to happen is that they need to show some new... Uh, direction in a way. And mm -hmm. it's not... It's not really coming true very clearly. Right. Of what they are thinking, it feels like very much is done just because they can do it. And it's yeah. like, well, as a wrestling fan, I'm not a huge fan of that. I want good storylines. I want them to go back to the area where, where they were focusing on that instead of like big matches and, and convoluted stuff. And it feels like... Yeah, like I said, it feels like Vince had a hand in the last month, and that makes me sad. Mm-hmm. So what's your thoughts about the brand split before we go into other things? Well, I think with the brand split, um, 
you know, I don't know if it's something that they needed, but mm. if this gives people the opportunity to, you know, be able to get more time, then I'm all for it. Yeah, but, but I don't think that will happen. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. That's that is the thing. I but don't. Also, know. I have to say, what the fuck are they doing with that new title? Like, that makes absolutely fucking zero sense. It's just like there's so much convoluted well, stuff going on in uh, WWE right now. I mean, and the, the, putting it in. I mean, putting in a, it on set. I'm I'm okay with that. Well, we don't know. Like a, well, we don't know if it's going to go on set. It it could be a few. It could be a few people. It's going to depend on, you know, what happens with the draft on Monday night with Raw. You know, because that's where we're going to find out the rest of where everyone's going. So. Wow. It it remains to be it's, seen. It's more it's more or less leaked. Yeah, but just so. because it's leaked doesn't mean it's not going to get changed. True. So. But yeah, right now I'm uh, pessi pessi pessimistic. Pessimistic. Oh. Pessimistic. That was hard to say. <laughs> yeah, so uh today has been a weird day anyway and I I have to be uh, completely honest with you. It's just like one of those shit days for me. Yeah, it's been a weird week. Uh, I've been in the hospital because of uh, uh, high blood pressure. pressure and things like yeah. That was super fun. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of things going on, and this this wrestling thing is not really making me any more happy. Right. But anyway, I am pretty excited for this uh, pay-per-view. I think uh, there's so much as I really want to see. So, Yeah, and, and before we get into the predictions, um, I'm going to explain to everyone why we're doing them now instead of next week. And yeah, that, there's no show next week. Well, <laughs> not, well not, not on Saturday. There'll be a show on Sunday. Yes. Um, the reason is I'm going to be very busy that day and during the day, so there will be no time for me to record a show with Fro, get it up while doing what I have to do. So, and, and but what is positive is that we will talk about the pay per view right after, after it happened, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, all right, so we have. As of this moment, seven mm -hmm. matches, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna assume this is the card. I'm going to guess one more match. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So we're going to do what we have in front of us, the matches. Mm hmm. So let's start with. Can I can I ask you something before we begin? Okay. Uh, the next the next one is the one in Saudi Arabia, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So Night of Champions will be there. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have to have that in in mind because of what what will happen on this card. Okay. Right. Cool. Okay. So we're gonna begin with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest in a street fight. Uh. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I think probably they will uh, push Priest, yeah. Oh, there's there's no way Bad Bunny loses this match. You don't think so? No, no way. Hmm. He's one of the biggest musicians in the world today, and you're going to have him lose in his home country? No freaking way. I could see that to put more heat on uh, on him, to be honest. On Priest? I, I, yeah, they like Priest in WWE. Uh, I think I think Bunny's going over on that one. Okay. All right. Uh, next match is Seth Rollins against Omos. Yeah. Well, uh, this fits in my predictions for the next pay per view, so I need uh, Reigns uh, win there. Rollins. Uh, Rollins. Sorry. 
<laughs> Stop having the same last name. <laughs> I almost. This is just a weird match, but it is extremely weird. Yeah. But I'm gonna go with Rollins on this one. Yeah. I mean, I think I think they're going to uh, make him a champion. Uh, yeah, on on that pay per view next time, so mm -hmm. uh, it would be fun to like. And uh, WWE thinks Omen almost is like this big giant, and it will be like David versus Goliath thing. But uh, yeah, all right. Uh, then we have a triple threat match for the United States title. Austin Theory defending against Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. Do I see Bronson winning this? Uh, it's either the champion or Bronson. Hmm. Uh, what are we doing for Night of Champions with this one? Yeah, no. How long has the champion had it? Theories had the title since he won it at Survivor Series. Yeah, so pretty long. Been about five yeah. months. Yeah, I will go with Brunson Reed. Oh, okay. Alright. Since the show is a week away from when we're recording this. Mm. I'm, I'm going to kind of give two answers on this. Okay. If Theory, because Theory has not been drafted yet. He's going to be drafted Monday night. Mm. If Theory is drafted to SmackDown, mm. I think he retains. Mm. If he's drafted to Raw, then I think we get a title change. And okay. I th and I think Bronson will win, but for right now, I'm gonna say Theory wins to keep the title. Yeah, we both agree he was not going to win. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Lashley doesn't need this title. <laughs> All right, uh, next match as of now is for the Raw Women's Title. Could be mm -hmm. SmackDown after this week. This coming week, uh, Bianca Belair defends against Io Sky. Yeah, Io is definitely not winning here. Oh, I love Io, but yeah, it's Bianca. Yeah, it's kind of sad, but it is what it is. It is. Uh, SmackDown Women's Title: Rhea Ripley mm -hmm. defends against Zelina Vega. Yeah, same here. I mean, I like... Here, Here's the weird thing. And, mm. and, I, and I've kind of noticed this the last couple of weeks. Mm. They're giving Zelina storyline more of a chance to win than they are EO Sky. I agree. Which is weird because you'd think EO being in damage control would have... The you know would have the push, but here it's mm. Zelina that's getting the push. Of hey, she could win the title, but this is yeah. Rhea's this is Rhea's first title defense since winning it at WrestleMania. There's no way Rhea is losing this title. Not a chance. Yeah, I would. It's I would call it my luck of the week if that wasn't a stolen gimmick. Yeah, I know by. Like everybody, <laughs> and that's my luck of the week. Do, yeah. do, 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 do. All right, then we have a six-man tag match: Riddle, Owens, and Zayn against the Bloodline. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a little boring pay-per-view, isn't it? Uh, champions. I think what's going to make this interesting is because of what happened last night with Jimmy and Jay okay. losing the titles. Mm -hmm. And more than likely, they're not going to be with Roman and Solo. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm gonna say, see, until last night, I was gonna say the Bloodline's gonna win this match, but okay. I think it's gonna be Riddle, Owens, and Zayn that win it. Okay. And the main event yeah. of Backlash: Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. You know what? I think this is actually pretty hard. Uh, I have to, to agree. To think about uh, the thing is like what I think they are trying to tell. I'm not saying it's a good story, but they are trying to like give the uh, the like the hero that couldn't story. Uh, I could absolutely see. Uh, both winning here. Um, yeah, go me tr go through this with me. Okay. What do you think? Well, we know Brock's not going to get a title. We know that. Right. Yeah. Cody just suffered a big loss at WrestleMania. Yeah. Has mm -hmm. he's only had one match since WrestleMania, which was this past Monday night. Mm-hmm. They could be doing a Cody may doubt himself situation. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And he got drafted to Raw last night. Yeah. I am going to go with him losing, actually. Yeah. So you're going to go. I think you're going to go Brock. Yeah, I think they it's I think there's a more interesting storyline with Brock winning here. Um yeah. I'm You know it's what? It's really hard, isn't it? It it, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Cody. I think he gets okay. the rebound. And and the only reason I'm saying that, and I was just thinking about it, was mm. after Cena lost to The Rock at WrestleMania at 28, mm. his next match was against Brock Lesnar, and he won. Mm. So maybe? I, I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, unfortunately, Fro has to leave us. But uh, real quick, uh, what did you guys talk about on another Digital Citizen this week? Uh, we talked about me and being in the hospital uh, because it just happened the last night before we recorded. Uh, yeah. So, if you want to hear about someone that has... Uh, uh, sugar sickness, as I call it, did diabetes and taking blood tests. That is uh, the podcast for you. All right. <laughs> well, Fro, hope you get better. Uh, rest you. up, and we will talk with you next week, next Sunday. Bye. Bye, Fro. Okay, so um, we're going to keep going. And we're going to talk about the night one results of the WWE draft. They happened on SmackDown last night. So we're going to do a brief uh, recap. Round one, Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman go to SmackDown. Cody Rhodes is at Raw. Bianca Belair is at SmackDown. Becky Lynch goes to Raw. Round two, the Street Profits go to SmackDown. Imperium go to Raw. Edge goes to SmackDown, and Riddle goes to Raw. Round three, Bobby Lashley goes to SmackDown, Drew McIntyre to Raw, The O.C. to SmackDown, and The Miz to Raw. And round four, Damage Control to SmackDown, Shinsuke Nakamura to Raw, The NXT Women's Tag Champs, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn to SmackDown, and Indy Hartwell to Raw. Very, very interesting. And uh, a note here on the on WWE.com, the rosters 
take effect after Backlash on May 6th. So once SmackDown is, or once Backlash is over, that is when the switches are made. Um, I, I think the surprise were actually the last two. The NXT Women's Tag Champs and the NXT Champion both being called up. That's a big thing for both those ladies. So congratulations to them for um, being called up. Congratulations to them. They've definitely earned this opportunity. Alright, uh, I want to talk about a couple of other uh, news, other pieces of news, and then we're going to get to a birthday party. Uh, last night, and, and I wanted to talk about this on Wednesday. However, a certain someone did not want to talk about it. You know who you are. You were on the show Wednesday. But anyway, last night at the Impact TV taping, Naomi, now known as Trinity Fatu, made her debut on Impact. And she is going to have her first match at this TV taping today. Uh, she is scheduled to wrestle Ka uh, Kaylin King. So that should be pretty interesting. She hasn't wrestled in almost a year. So that's going to be pretty interesting. As far as her being in the knockouts division, I think that's going to be very interesting because you've got Deanna Perrazzo as the champion. Uh, Mickey James, I, I don't know how much longer she's going to be wrestling, so that's going to be something to, keep, to think about. Uh, Jordan Grace, uh, I've heard her contract could be running up shortly, so I'm not really sure how that's going to work. And then you got the rest of the knockouts division. You've got Alicia, you've got the Death Dolls, you've got Gail Kim, who doesn't really wrestle, but she is there in a authoritative way. Giselle Shaw, Jody Threat, uh, who else? Killer Kelly is there. Taylor Wilde, so, Masha Slamovich, you've got a lot of women there. So the division should be interesting with Trinity in the mix. So we'll have to see how that is going to come out, how it's going to look with Trinity into the mix. I, I, I hope she's good. I, I just hope she doesn't have ring rust. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. Uh, we'll have to wait and find out how that turns out. Um, as you heard Fro talk about the World Heavyweight title, uh, we talked about it on Wednesday. Should be very interesting to see where they're going to go there. AEW announced the second annual Owen Hart tournament. Uh, the Owen is going to take place again. Uh, the ceremony, and, and this was mentioned on Dynamite this week, the ceremony will take place at Double or Nothing, and the finals of the tournament will take place in Calgary, Owen Hart's home, which I think is a really nice touch to the tournament. That you're going to have the finals in Calgary. They're you know going to be on this Canadian tour. And I want to say that's the final stop on the tour. But uh, should be pretty interesting to see who's going to be in it. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I thought last year's was good. You know, for the first edition. We'll have to see how they do with the second edition. Who will be in the tournament. And should be pretty interesting. Alright, one final piece of uh, news to discuss. And then we're going to celebrate the Bullet Club. And we're going to be talking about uh, this week. The participants for the best of the Super Juniors. Uh, the tournament's going to begin... In a few weeks, actually. It's not too far away. May 13th is when it starts and concludes on May 28th. Block A features 
Kushida, Rasuke Taguchi, Leo Rush, Doki, Hiromu Takahashi, Teton, TJP, Taiji Ishimori, Sho, and Speedball Mike Bailey. Holy cow, what a what a pickup there for the tournament. The B block has Desperado, Yo, Master Wato, Kevin Knight, Yoshinobu Kanamaru, Bushi, Robbie Eagles, Francesco Akira, and Dan Maloney. Uh, block B seems to be more wide open than block A. Because block A, I could, I could see about three or four people winning that block. I could see Kushida winning it. I could see Takahashi winning it. I could see Ishimori winning it. I could see Mike Bailey winning that group. Block B is a little bit different. There's about maybe six or seven guys in that block that could win Block B. So that's going to be very, very interesting to see where that all goes. So... Now we've covered everything, we've covered the news, let's get started with a birthday party. We're going to celebrate right here, right now, the 10th anniversary of Bullet Club. And I'm not going to do the entire like history of the Bullet Club, because we'd be here a while. But let's start with where the seeds were planted. The seeds were planted in the in the early part of the spring of 2013 when Prince Devitt turned his back on his tag team partner Rasuke Taguchi when they were Apollo 55. And Prince Devitt formed a partnership with Bad Luck Fowley. Now, originally... It was just going to be Devin and Fale. They were going to be just a tag team. But somewhere along the way, New Japan decided, you know what? We might want to add a couple more guys to the mix. They added the Machine Gun Carl Anderson and Tama Tonga. And this was going to be an all-gaijin stable. Now, before they came up with the name Bullet Club, they had other names that were considered. It included Bullet Parade, Bullet League, and Bullet Brigade. But they ended up going with Bullet Club. One thing that's very important, very important to mention, is that they Prince Devitt said specifically do not add the word the in front of the name or a name consisting of just three letters. He wanted it to just be Bullet Club. And without that one suggestion, who knows how long the longevity of Bullet Club goes. So, Prince Devitt is the original leader of Bullet Club. He is the leader. And he stays until 2014 when he ends up not resigning re with New Japan and goes on his way to WWE, where, as we all know, the rest is history. So, in later in 2014, AJ Styles, who had left TNA, ends up becoming the second leader of the Bullet Club. And this is where Bullet Club's momentum starts to pick up. Because they are getting so many members. So many members. And it eventually leads to AJ Styles 
winning the IWGP heavyweight title. So the Bullet Club has the title, the IWGP heavyweight title. And they keep collecting titles. They get the tag titles. They get the junior heavyweight title. They get the intercontinental title. They get the junior tag title. They pretty much get all the gold in, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And this version of Bullet Club, you can make the argument, I said could make the argument, is the strongest version of Bullet Club. That is until 2016, where AJ Styles is kicked out of the group. The day after Wrestle Kingdom, he is kicked out of the Bullet Club storyline. We all know what really happened. And Kenny Omega ends up taking over as the leader of Bullet Club. And this is probably where the popularity of Bullet Club is at its strongest. Because along the way, Cody Rhodes is going to get into the mix. Adam Cole's going to get into the mix. Adam Page gets involved. It gets bigger and bigger. And this ends up becoming a worldwide phenomenon in wrestling, had it not been already. And what happens is their shirts are selling in Hot Topic. The shirts sell at Hot Topic. Think about that. Not WWE, but New Japan. Ring, you know, it's New Japan. It's the Bullet Club. It's Bullet Club that's leading this. And Omega forms a little side group called the Elite, which is he, the Bucks, Cody, and Marty Skrull. So this group just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But at the same time, the matches become more and more important because Omega develops this legendary rivalry with Kazuchika Okada. And they have four incredible matches. The first one being at Wrestle Kingdom 11, where Omega does not win the IWGP title. Okada beats him to retain the title. The next time they meet is in June of that year. They go the full 60 minutes. It could be, and, and people can make the argument, it could be the best rematch in the history of pro wrestling. The next time Omega and Okada meet is the final day of their respective group in the G1 Climax, where Omega beats Okada. And because of that win, he goes to the finals of the G1. However, Omega loses the finals of the G1. So in 2018, Omega gets one more match. Gets one more match with Okada for the IWGP heavyweight title. It's two out of three falls, no time limit. There must be a winner. And Omega finally beats Okada to win the IWGP heavyweight title.
However, it comes at a price. The price being, we start a civil war within the Bullet Club. Because Cody has a feud with Omega. And Omega beats Cody in his first title defense. After that, Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, Bad Luck Fale, and King Haku beat them up. And they form their own side group of the Bullet Club. And this, you know, kind of takes the group apart. But you're going to add another player into the mix. And that is Switchblade Jay White. Because Jay White takes over as the leader of Bullet Club. He is now the leader of Bullet Club. And he becomes a big name as leader of Bullet Club. To the point where he is the main event of the G1 Supercard show Madison Square Garden WrestleMania 35 weekend against Okada. Of course, I was there for that, but I'm not going to really rub it in. So White is the leader. He's becoming more and more vicious. And this group, you know, you're, you're adding and subtracting groups. And then the pandemic happens. So the pandemic happens and a lot of people are stranded. They can't go where they want to go. So evil comes into play. Jay White can't be in Japan. So evil is, he's like, uh, in a way, a leader, but not really the leader. So White is still in control, and then eventually they come back, and, you know, it's, they're, they're a little bit slow at times, but they keep growing. They keep getting bigger and bigger, and they're spreading. It's becoming, you know, an even bigger thing. They get into Impact. They've been in Ring of Honor. They're getting into AEW a little bit. And it's just becoming a bigger and bigger thing. So, earlier this year, Jay White loses a match to Hikaleo in a Loser Leaves Japan match. And then loses to Eddie Kingston in a Loser Leaves New Japan match. And basically that is how Jay White ends up leaving. He's no longer the leader of Bullet Club. However, like Bullet Club always does, they find a way to get a new person added to the mix. And this time... It is Dave Finley. David Finley becomes the new leader of Bullet Club. And where that goes remains to be seen. However, the story's not done. Because Jay White makes his debut, his official debut as a member of the AEW roster, on April 5th. And even though he's no longer the leader of Bullet Club, he's still in Bullet Club because he and Juice Robinson form Bullet Club Gold. And we will see where that all goes. So, who are right now the members of Bullet Club? Well, let's take a look. Let's start in Japan. That's where the main, you know, the main headquarters, I guess we could say, of Bullet Club is. So, you've got Bad Luck Fale, an original, an OG, Chase Owens, David Finley, Dick Togo, Evil, Ghetto, Kenta, Sho, Taiji Ishimori, and 
Yujiro Takahashi with Peter. There is a Bullet Club in the U.S. which consists of Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Clark Connors. Just mentioned Bullet Club Gold, Jay White, and Juice Robinson. And there is an Australia version of Bullet Club, which is Jack Bonza, Lyrebird Lucci, Caveman Ugg, Tomei, and Stevie Philip. And they've had a lot of former members of Bullet Club. Adam Cole, Adam Page, AJ Styles, The Bone Soldier, Cody Rhodes, Cody Hall, Doc Gallows, El Fantasmo, El Terrible, Frankie Kazarian, Gino Gambino, Hikaleo, Jado, Jeff Jarrett, Carl Anderson, Kenny Omega, La Comandante, Marty Skrull, The Young Bucks, Prince Devitt, Ray Bucanero, Robbie Eagles, Tamatonga, and Tongaloa. And they even had part-timers, including Amber Gallows, Brandy Rhodes, Mayo, Mephisto, King Haku, Stephen Amell, the actor, yes, Scott Damore, and Scott Norton. So, the, that, the current, you know, subgroups of the Bullet Club, ABC, that's Austin and Bay, Bullet Club Gold, Ghetto and Dick Togo are the Far East Connection, Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens are General's Jewel, Evil, Yajiro Takahashi Sho and Dick Togo are the House of Torture, Bad Luck Fale and all the members of the Australia Bullet Club are the Rogue Army, and Stevie Philip and Tomei Flip are the Natural Classics. The championships they've won, oh boy, we've got a lot of them. Anytime in Bullet Club, in 10 years, AAW Heritage Champion, the Canadian Wrestling's Elite Elite 8 Tournament, CMLL World Heavyweight Champion, CMLL World Tag Champion twice, the Mexican National Light Heavyweight Title, the Global Force Wrestling Next Gen Championship, the NWA Southeastern Heavyweight Title, the Family Wrestling Entertainment Heavyweight and Tag Titles, um, Future Stars of Wrestling, the Mecca Grand Title, the German Wrestling Federation Light Heavyweight World Cup, uh, Impact World Tag Team Champions on three occasions with Austin Bay currently holding them, the X Division Title, Cody won the NWA World Heavyweight Title, but their big, their big collection is New Japan. Jay White, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Five times the Bullet Clubs had the IWGP Heavyweight title and four times the Intercontinental title. Seven times the Bullet Club has had the Junior Heavyweight title and ten times they've had the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles. Twelve times they've had the IWGP Tag titles. Four times they've had the United States Heavyweight title. Five times they've had the Never Open Weight title. Kenta is currently the strong open weight champion. Nine times Bullet Club has held the Never Open Weight six man tag titles. And they've won prestigious tournaments in New Japan. Devitt won the best of the Super Juniors. Gallows and Anderson and the Gorillas of Destiny won the World Tag League. Phantasma won the Super J Cup twice. The Young Bucks won the Super Junior Tag Tournament. Omega won the G1 Climax. Kenta won the New Japan Cup USA. Fale and Owens won the New Japan Rambo. Uh, Owens was a King of Pro Wrestling Provisional Champion. Kenta won the Strong Survivor Tournament. Young Bucks PWG World Tag Champs. The Young Bucks and Brandy Rhodes, DDT, Iron Man, Heavy Metal, Weight, Title, uh, Revolution Pro Wrestling, AJ Styles held the British Heavyweight Title, Devin and Phantasma held the British Cruiserweight Title. In Ring of Honor, they won the Ring of Honor World Title on three occasions. The Ring of Honor Tag World Six-Man Tag Titles on two occasions. The World Tag Titles on four occasions. And the World Television Title. And so many more prestigious championships.
Bullet Club easily, easily is has been one of the best groups of the last ten years in professional wrestling. Easily one of the best. They could be, when it's all said and done, the greatest stable in the history of Japanese pro wrestling. They may already be the greatest stable in the history of Japanese pro wrestling. They could be in the discussion, when it is all said and done, they could be in the discussion among the greatest factions in the history of our sport, in the history of professional wrestling. You put them up with a four horsemen, NWO, DX, Evolution, Shield, New Day. You put them up there in the discussion among the greatest factions in the history of professional wrestling. And it's even felt in WWE with the OC going on right now. This is a worldwide faction that has won millions of fans around the world over. And when it's all said and done, and I know there are people that don't like Bullet Club, but you can't deny the fact of how important Bullet Club has been to professional wrestling then, now, and always will be an important group when talked about. The fact that here's the Bullet Club, May 3rd, 2013, is the day Bullet Club is officially born. Its 10th anniversary is this Wednesday. How many factions can you say have gone on 10 years running without any interruption. Not that many. That's the answer. Not that many. And Bullet Club is just, it's just this phenomenon that I don't think can really be explained except it's probably the coolest damn thing going in wrestling. Happy birthday to the Bullet Club. Well, on that note, that's going to do it for this episode, but going to get into the quick plugs, and then I'll mention some podcasts. If you guys have any questions or comments, send an email, wrestlingman at that wrestlingshow.com. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter, wrestlingshow11, and follow us on Instagram, that wrestling show, plus check out our Facebook group, That Wrestling Show Fan Group. That's all you have to do to type, you know, type it in the search bar, add yourself in, and we will welcome you in with open arms to the group. We have over 500 members in our Facebook group, and we talk about a lot of things in wrestling. Current, past, we're a pretty well tight-knit community. Check it out. That Wrestling Show fan group. Alright, now to plug a podcast you guys should check out, starting with our Vantage Point with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. It's another episode of the 1985 canon as they watch Championship Wrestling from September 28th, 1985. And also, if you've got $5, check out their Patreon, where this week... It's a special watch-along as they watch the colossal jostle between Andre the Giant and King Kong Bundy. That is our vantage point. Check out our GFA Live with Peter and Keithy as this week they watch Clash of the Champions 4 Seasons Beatings. That is this week on GFA Live. Also check out Juice Pro Wrestling where this week the guys are back and they discuss the many different news going on in pro wrestling. So check them out on Juice Pro Wrestling. And check out the Memphis Continental Wrestling cast with Luke Jennings as he watches another episode of Memphis Wrestling January 22nd, 1983 and 
The Monday Night Project as he watches the November 15th, 1993 episode of Monday Night Raw. That is this week on the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. If you're looking for non-wrestling-related podcasts, check out Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. This week, it is Chapter 6 of the Weird Al Yankovic story stories as they are on set. And they actually get to speak to Weird Al himself. They mention that in this episode. So check it out, Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Check out his... Pardon me, Escape from Vault Disney, where it's four minisodes where they go through the list of what was on, not on Disney Plus Month, what didn't get picked. Well, you'll get to hear it this, this week on Escape from Vault Disney. Check out Acid Wash Memories, where this week they talk about Whale. Of Fortune! Yep, they talk about Wheel of Fortune this week on Acid Wash Memories. And check out, this is a brand new one. We're debuting it for the first time here. SMB, a South Park review. This week, they review the Season 12, Episode 5 episode, Eek a Penis. Check it out on SMB. A South Park review. And speaking of South Park, check out Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast, where this week I review the season 19 episode Token and Craig. Or Tweak and Craig, pardon me. Tweak and Craig. I messed that up. Oh well. Tweak and Craig is the episode this week on, Sh on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. All right, uh, next time around, we're going to cover the remainder of the WWE draft, see where everybody lands, and maybe we'll talk about Backlash. Who knows? Remains to be seen. And a reminder that that episode will be next Sunday. Next Sunday. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. I'm Bill. And as always, Jerry, 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 Jerry.